you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. That beautiful song reminded me of something my friend told me a long time ago. I, I think it was a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That beauty is love made visible. Beauty is love made visible. And have you noticed that when you love more, more things are beautiful? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that when you're in love, everything looks better? So that's a perfect song for today. And I'm going to share with you one of my favorite, one of my favorite sayings from Hafiz. Hafiz was a, a Christian, not a Christian, well, Sufi mystic. I think that he would not even consider himself anything except a lover of God, although he came out of the Islamic tradition. And he wrote, tonight the subject is love. Well, today, we'll just shift things around. He doesn't matter, he doesn't mind if I move his words around. Because he's full of love, so it's not, he's not offended. Okay, so... I will say, today the subject is love. And for tomorrow as well. In fact, I know of no better topic for us to discuss until we die. Love, love, and more love. And there is so much to love and about love and with love and for love and all that kind of stuff. But um, the topic for this whole month, and I came up with this because it was February We're going to have Valentine's Day. I was going to do a Power of Love workshop. I was going to um, be with a group of people and we were going to bend rebar with nothing but love. So I really put my attention on love. And then I realized I needed to just somehow, somehow address, well, what is love anyway? So that's our theme. And I get, you know, at the end of the month, let's get to it. What is our theme? Oh, what is love anyway? Why don't we talk about that? But it really is so wonderful. When you have something in mind, you know how you get ready for it? So having the, the workshop last week made me get ready for it. And I wanted to get ready for it. And it was important for me to get ready, ready for it. One of the reasons is, is because I have, I've not considered myself lovable. Therefore, I wondered if I could bend rebar. I wasn't sure that someone could love me enough to bend rebar. No, that, no, we used to do this. We used to do a whole Power of Love weekend. How many of you did the Power of Love weekend? Right, and I would do it with my friend Carol Hundley, and I knew she loved me. I knew she loved me. So I knew she'd bend rebar with me, but I wasn't sure about anybody else. So I had to get in prep. So I spent the month, or leading up to the 18th, which was last weekend, God has me as love, God has me as love, God has me as love, God has me as love. And by the way, God, if you can get me out of bending rebar, that would be really good because I don't really want to do this in front of people and kill myself. <laughs> because you put the rebar right here on the soft part of your neck, not on, your, not on a bone. And then you press until the rebar bends. But the rebar, you don't press until the rebar bends. Anyway, so, so, so it's okay. Because as TAs, I had men and teeth. 
I said, oh, they'll bend rebar. <laughs> they can go up there and do it. Yay! Oh, God, God is so good. <laughs> you know, it's so wonderful. Yeah. <sighs> Long story short, I got out of doing rebar until the very end. Until someone said, I'm standing there, just standing there, minding my own business. Minding my own business, being a facilitator, telling people what to do. And, and this woman says, I can't do it, you do it. And she hands the rebar to me and puts it on my throat. And here I go, here I go. <laughs> But that's okay. Like, there was no, there was, I just walked forward in the rebar bent. The room was filled with love. We had love being the examples of love. Um, Richard and Kenny and, and Ruby Romero and, and Jimmy. It's like there was just rebar bending all over the place. That love took over. Love took over. Love took over me. And boof, there we go. <sighs> Which led to this talk. So last weekend was a prelude to the talk because I still need to talk about what is love anyway. Because we can get confused. The language that we use in the United States, I don't know about the other worlds, I mean other places in the world, but in the United States. <coughs> Would somebody get me a glass of water or something? Yeah, thanks. So the, the, the language we use is really mixed up. Because we love our significant other. I love you. I love donuts. I mean, goody. Now, I must admit that Haagen-Dazs chocolate peanut butter is lovable. <laughs> But Otherwise, you know, but we do, don't, have you noticed this? I love this, I love that movie, I don't love that movie. We use love and it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Well, in the Bible, according to Jesus, Jesus would say, God is love. And Jesus also said, anyone who doesn't know God doesn't know love. And if you don't know love, you don't know God. So all those people who say that I love God and I'm doing this for God, but it's not loving, they don't know love and they don't know God, because it is synonymous. And then we have Ernest Holmes. So let's just pull out your textbooks. <laughs> Thank you. Textbooks, and on page 608, I should see ruffling of, I don't see any ruffling. I'm waiting, I'll take a drink. Well, now you know what kind of church we are. <laughs> Ernest Holmes, love. Love is the self-givingness of the spirit through the desire of life to express itself in terms of creation. Emerson told us that love is a synonym for God. We are also told in the New Testament just what I just said, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Love is free from condemnation, even as, it is for, even as it is free of fear. Love is a cosmic force whose sweep is irresistible. 
T.R. Deschardins said that once, when, when human beings understand love and harness the power of love, it will be like they once again discovered fire. It'll be that powerful. But if we don't know what or experiment with it or challenge ourselves by it, then it's just a word, a sentiment. A sentiment, I, sentiment, I should say. So, um, even though I respect Ernest Holmes and even though I respect Jesus, I'm not going to take their word for it. And I don't want you to take their word for it. I'm not saying that, they are not, that you can't be inspired by it, by those words. But you also need to challenge those words and make them your own. Otherwise, you have a second-hand God and you have second-hand information. And what you know how to do is quote somebody. So we could have Ernest Holmes up here talking and we could have, we could be read, we could have somebody read his words and that would be the extent of our services. So what I do is I take in words, I see if I can prove them to myself, if I can prove something then I share them with you and then don't take my word for it either. Try it out. See if it works for you. Prove it. Prove it. That's why I love Ernest Holmes' definition of our philosophy was religious science. Here's some ideas, here's a philosophy, now prove it. Experiment with it. See how it works for you. So there was a time when I was going to give a talk on love. Once again, it was February. There were two talk, there were a bunch of things because I didn't feel secure in my own lovableness. There were two, two times I didn't want to talk, and one, and one was around love and February and all that stuff, and Mother's Day. Because I hadn't been a mother and I didn't have a good relationship with my mother, so I'd like to avoid all those, but guess what? I usually, there I was. <laughs> so, I set out to find out for myself what love was. If I was gonna talk about it, I wanted to know what God informed me about what love was. Because I, I could read a lot, I've got books on it. Didn't change me any. So I went on a walk, and also I'm just gonna share this, you might wanna experiment with it. When I don't know something, I make myself something, do something that I don't wanna do, and I say I'll stop doing it when I know. I'm telling you, it opens up channels right away. <laughs> so I go out on a walk, doesn't take long, and I know what I needed to know for me that love was the experience of oneness. The experience of oneness. The experience of connection, the experience of belonging, the experience of, of uh, quantum physics, they would say entanglement. Your life is my life. What you go through, I go through. That was, that's what I want to suggest is for my, I want you to try it on because it's my definition, it's what I work with now. So I am entangled with my husband. I'm entangled with this community. I'm entangled with humanity. I'm entangled with the planet. Not so much donuts. <laughs> Love them, eat them. But <laughs> they are not my life. They're not my life. We the soul longs for that kind of connection. The soul longs to be known, the soul, long, the soul longs to belong. It wants to connect. 
it hurts when we don't connect. Now, even those people that, that put up barriers, it's because they long to connect, but they're afraid they won't. We want long, that, long to do that. Sociologists say that one of the reasons that a lot of graffiti, most of graffiti, in fact, the last study I saw, 80% of graffiti is somebody's name or symbol. Why? Know me. And when you've lost a connection, didn't that hurt? You thought you were getting along, you thought everything was going fine, and then all of a sudden it, it just wasn't working. Something happened and it hurts. That's because the soul longs to connect. Love longs to be love. Loves to ex love longs, I should say, God as love longs to experience itself through us. That's why it hurts. When somebody betrays us or just disappears, it, it hurts. By the way, the next Power of Love workshops will be around that, around regret, blame and shame, and finally the dance of love. So um, you might want to mark it down on your calendar, April 21st. We're just beginning. In the meantime, in the meantime, and this, you know, of course I'd love to have you there, but I can only take 40, so it doesn't matter. Some of you will come, some of you won't. But in the meantime, here's something you can do to mend a bridge, to mend a, a fence, to reconnect with those who, who think that they are separate from you and you think you're separate from them, from them. So it doesn't matter if you cut them off or they cut you off. It doesn't matter because guess what? God's everywhere. So you can create the, the connection again. And the way that I used to do it is I love you, I bless you, and I release you to be yourself. I release you to be yourself even if you don't like me. I love you, I bless you, and you can be yourself and you don't have to like me. I love you, I bless you, and I release you to be yourself even though you voted that way. I love you, I bless you, and I release you to be yourself even though you think that I'm doing this wrong. I love you, I bless you, and I release you to be yourself, even though you haven't talked to me for 10 years and you never told me why you just quit picking up the phone. Do you see all that? And what happens if you continue to do that, you'll start being different. I know, because I did it with my stepfather. I went from, I love you, um, to really, he can go through my mind and there's no, pushback, there's no cringing, there's no nothing. It's mended. It's, it's okay. And I don't have to have holidays with him. I mean, it's okay. But he's, he does not take away my peace of mind, and hopefully I don't take away his. That works. It works if you work it, but oftentimes you have to work it. How many of you have worked it trying to like shift your opinion of somebody? Because you know as a spiritual person you should. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't check your attitude when you come in the door, so you're safe here. <laughs> this is a sanctuary, which is a safe place. <laughs> but I have another idea, and you just let God do it. Just let God do it. This is my new plan. I just let God do it. 
There's a, there's a song by Eddie Watkins Jr. How many of you remember Eddie? And he'd have his bass out, really deep. Always led with the bass. You know, and, he's, and, and he had this song, I let God do the work. I let God do the work. You know, that was pretty good. Let God do the work and it turns out fine. Yeah, God can do it. So let's just do it. Who would like to have God build bridges in your life? I would like to have God mend those fences and reconnect to those who you maybe have thought disconnected to. Then you're in the right place at the right time. First of all, we let God reveal its presence in your beingness. We let God reveal its presence in you, as you, and through you. In you, as you, and through you. So here's Hafiz again. Just sit there. Don't do a thing. Just rest. For your separation from God is the hardest work in this world. So you're not even going to try to connect with God. You're just going to stop the conversations in your head. You're going to stop the I'm not good, I don't measure up, this is what they said, and then they said it wrong, and I'm going to, you know, how many of you get into this stuff? And Hafiz was so brilliant. He, like Jesus, was like master psychologist. They saw what happened with human beings, not only on the outside, but on the inside, and then they'd say beautifully, wonderful, profound things. It's like, just stop it. You're working too hard to be separate. Now, how do we work too hard to be separate? We work that way because we somehow believed in a lot of stuff, like God's out there and it wants approval, and, and we turn God into Santa Claus, and I did, I did. That's why meditation is so important. That's why doing something where you get out of your head is so important. Because God speaks when you're not busy. And will always say beautiful things. Beautiful things, loving things. He went on to say, and I love this. I think this should be turned into a song. It would be great to have this as a chant. Because oftentimes, uh, Sufi mystics would be doing this poetry, like the Psalms, to music. And it just seems like this could be a great, ooh, Yuri. Yuri. (laughs) Now, here he goes. No one can keep you from carrying God wherever you go. No one can keep you from carrying God wherever you go. No one can keep you from carrying God wherever you go. You cannot, no, no one can rob its holy name from our hearts as we try to relinquish our fears and at last stand victorious. Isn't it? So we'll, we'll work on this. You and me, Yuri. I, I, I see. I see CDs. Hoffies. Hoffies. And Yuri. This is going to be good. 
Thank you very much, Jerry. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so wonderful, so wonderful. See, no, it's already here. It's already here, and to just stop, we get to start to have its presence. And when we come here in places like this, we're here to remember. I'm not going to tell you anything new. In your heart, you know all of this. And if you like what I say, it's because something within your soul already knows it, and it goes, yeah, you know, man, yeah, you know, man, yeah, you know, man. And the head's going, I don't understand a word she says. <laughs> Back up. What do you mean? And the soul goes, yes, yes, yes. How many of you, when you first came here, you cried? That's your soul remembrance. We're just here to remember together and to put what we know into practice. We're just here to practice together. It's like, the, and I love it, Ruby Romero says that we are a spiritual spa, and it is kind of like a spiritual spa. So we all know push-ups are good, but we're here to like, okay, let's push up. You know? We do it together, and it's easier because we've got companionship. Now, how are we going to let God reveal its presence? First of all, it's just intention. It's intention. Think about what you think about when I say the word G-O-D, or I say the word spirit, or I say the word the most high, or I say whatever word that you have for this is, which is greater than yourself. I love it. Rabbi, Rabbi Shapiro would say, what's going on? God is what's going on. So whatever it is, think about it and how you relate to it. Do you go to it when you have a need, a really big need? Okay, I'm going to turn to God. Or do you go to it for everything? Or do you stop going to it and you just want it in your life? Because this is the difference. In mysticism, you don't ask anymore. It is done unto you even before you ask. That's why the Bible could say, before they ask, it has been given. I already heard it. I will make straight the way. Because I am the way. You become the way. You become the way. You think a thing and it shows up. It's so beautiful. You know, I, I wa you know, I'm looking at all these feeds that come on social media and there's so much stuff about manifestation and uh, get what you want and use this and now I've got a secret and there's this blah blah you know the secrets this, there is no secret that's the big secret the secret is when you tune in it's already waited for you to do so it's already waited so we move out of having God as a way to get stuff and we move into knowing God so that God can do an even greater work in the on the planet through us. So that we can make the difference in some way, shape, or form for others, as well as ourselves, our family, our friends, our planet. Otherwise, we continue, and sometimes we get into this because we can get so legalistic that it's all about a pattern. And then we turn God into a, like an ATM machine. If you just put in the right code, in the right way, in the right steps, with the right words, and the right feelings, and the right emotions, and then you press enter, you expect something to come out, where it's much more organic than that. And frankly, I don't want my own what I want anymore because God's idea is so much bigger than mine. Like, I'd go for the bigger idea. Way bigger. Isn't that right, Stephanie? It is, yes, it's so cool. 
So it was written in Corinthians, and this is Corinthians, uh, Kathy Ann Lewis's version. Why not? Well, I took the haves and all that stuff out of it. It says, eyes haven't seen, nor ears heard, nor imagined by humans the things which God has intended for all people that love it. God intended something great for us, and all we have to do is love it. All we have to do is intend to unite with it. My goodness, that's easy. And you know what? It's also written in the Bible that what confounds the, confounds the human mind is how easy God is. But no, because the mind's like, but I like it complicated. How could it be this? I mean, how many of you know you like it complicated? Be, well, how many of you have complicated lives? You like it complicated. <laughs> I don't like it complicated. <laughs> I like it. So we just, we just let God love through us because if God is love and we accept love, then we're accepting God and as we accept God, we're accepting love. It's all, they're, they're synonymous. Now, so how do we do that? Here's a quick, easy thing. Instead of a whole, I love and bless everybody, I love and bless you because you, you, know, you look way too good and you play too well and I'm too jealous. And then I love you because you're too talented and I'm jealous. And I love you because you guys are too happy and I'm, you know, like, I'd have to, the old way is I'd have to be loving and blessing you all and it would take up all day. No, I'm just kidding. Because I'm in this new track now. But the quick prayer now is, God as me is love. God as me is love. I was praying that today on my way in. On the way in, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to have to talk about God, and I'm going to have to talk about love, and it's like, geez, I don't know how, uh, it's not like I'm an expert at this, but then my prayer was, God as me is love, and God as me is love, and God, love, love changes everything. Love, love changes everything. Have you ever, have you learned that song yet? Hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's another Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but it does. I am different. How, some, some people know, Stephanie Ann noticed it. Some people that were here early noticed it. I'm different. Something shifted in me because God as me is love. Where Kathy Ann is, Kathy Ann is what, an introvert and fairly shy. But God has love, not so shy. It's a difference. Who, what are you signing up to be? Yourself or God as yourself? As that beautiful, wonderful self. Another way to do that is to make a covenant. I love covenants. Now, let me tell you what a covenant is. It's a contract. How many of you have covenants on some of your property? Just a few of you. So what a covenant on your property is, is that you can't change that part of your property. You can't change it. One of the reasons that we were in kind of a pickle when we wanted to sell Sandpoint is there was a covenant on that property that it could only be used for educational, recreational, or religious purposes. So for four acres in, the, in Seattle, that was like four acres in Seattle, but not if it can only be used by this, and we couldn't change that covenant. It's on there, it's a, a contract. It's like, you can't break it. So to make a covenant with God means that you're going into a contract with God. I love this. Contracts with God. And you know how it reads? 
This is the contract. God will do everything. You're going to do nothing. <laughs> no, really. Don't laugh. Nothing. My contract is I will stay out of the way and let God work. Boy, that's a tough one because you really want to become involved. I could help. I could just help. I could just work a little bit. I could just do a few things. <laughs> Honest. Just, just, just let me get in there a little bit. <laughs> and then you break the contract and then it's null and void. And God's not going to do nothing. So after, after <laughs> multiple marriages and multiple relationships because I was a serial monogamous woman emphasis on cereal, I decided that maybe I should get God involved. And so I made a covenant for love. I covenant with the Holy Spirit for love. And I will do nothing to love, to be lovable or loving. For all of that is the action of the Holy Spirit in me. And finally something to work out. Because otherwise, I was working all the systems. I was reading all the books. I even had a stupid book that I'm going to auction off just because it'll be fun. If Buddha dated. <laughs> I mean, really, if Buddha dated. <laughs> That's like if the Dalai Lama had a girlfriend. <laughs> I, was, I was open to anything. Uh, make a covenant. And it may not be for a significant other. It might be so that you, so that the, the rifts in your family could be healed. The rifts in your workplace could be healed. The rifts that you have with your neighbors that don't vote like you do could be healed. That the rifts that you see in our country could start to be healed because you're healing your own. And then the last part is watch. Watch. It's called the high watch. Watch how you change or how others change. Expect something. Watch for it. Because then you're giving your attention to, a, to an outcome and what you give your attention to must be produced. You're not looking for where are the riff. You're looking for where's God making a healing? Where's God making a, a bridge? Where's God doing, you know? It makes a difference. There was a, a Baptist minister. How many of you knew Rodney Romney? Yeah. He was a wonderful Baptist minister. It's a good thing he was here in Seattle because he was outside the box for, for Baptist ministers. For Baptist ministers. He was outside the box. I went and interviewed him when I was in ministerial school. And I said, how can you be so inclusive? Because I'd been Baptist. You know, he was, he didn't have the Baptist trappings nor the beliefs. And he said, you know what? When you know God enough, nobody's outside your love and nobody's wrong and nobody needs to be saved. I'm like, whoa. See, love changed him. Love changed him. There's a movie about the next person I want to mention, which is Carlton Pearson. There's a movie about Carlton Pearson. He used to have the eighth largest Christian church in the United States in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Eighth largest. And he kept 
on his path to know God and to know God and to know God and to know God. Until finally he said, I can't teach this anymore because I'm telling people that they're wrong and God doesn't see them as wrong. See, to know, he knew God, so therefore he start, to really know God means you really know love and love is not exclusive. Love doesn't judge. Love doesn't contend, condemn. Love doesn't put somebody outside the circle. There's nobody, nobody's outside the circle of love. And he got to that place and he started preaching from that place and his congregation left in droves. Droves. It finally just, he had to leave. And what happened is the Spirit of God put him in a very large New Thought church in Chicago. It was hard on him. It was hard on him. He wrote a wonderful book that's available. I have it, but it's on Kindle, so I can't show it to you. It's the Gospel of Inclusion. Jesus was inclusive. God is inclusive. That, that <laughs> love is inclusive. So what happens when God takes over is that you're going to start to shift and you're, you will first know your own lovability. You're going to first know your own lovability because that's the way it works. And then from that place of knowing your lovability, you're going to embrace the lovability of others. And pretty soon they're going to feel it and they're going to respond. And that's the way we're going to shift the planet. You know, too many of us want the top to shift, but that's never the way it's going to work. It's always going to be from the ground up. True, true shift comes from the ground up. I was having a, uh, a discussion with, with someone who looks at history differently than I do. <laughs> but luckily, love builds a bridge. And what I said was, You have your view of it, and I have my view of it, but what we agree on is there is no mother that wants to send her son, son into war. There is no mother that wants to have their children harmed by another. There is no parent that doesn't want the very best for their children, that they grow up safe and they have an opportunity to prosper. Can we agree on that? And they could agree on that. And that's love. So this is our closing prayer. You get to sing with Stephanie Ann and I. <clears throat> because Stephanie Ann, you, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. She sings much better than I do. <laughs> much better. <sighs> but this is a song that we're going to sing, and I invite you to sing along. So that as we sing to you, you're going to sing to us and to each other. I love myself so much That I can love you so much That you can love you so much That you can start loving me Love you so much.
tell you. 